Welcome to the LDA Podcast, a series by the Learning Disabilities Association of America. Our podcast is dedicated to exploring topics of interest to educators, individuals with learning disabilities, parents, and professionals to work towards our goal of creating a more equitable world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the LDA Podcast. I'm here today with Alina Sapo. She's the founder of Young Able Voices, a safe space for kids with hidden disabilities to connect. So Alina, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) So could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? So um, I'm 17. I live in New Jersey. And this September, I will be a senior. I was adopted from Habarsk, Russia when I was about two and a half years old. Uh, My favorite subject is history. And I really enjoy some of my Latin classes. I love playing field hockey, rock climbing, golf. And I have to say, I have never been to a ice cream shop that I have not liked, so. Sounds like you have a lot of good hobbies, too, to keep you busy. (laughs) So uh, could you start off by telling us a little bit about what apraxia is, and then maybe we can dive into your journey with apraxia? Yeah. So childhood apraxia of speech is a neurological speech disorder. So how I explain it to people is just the connection between my brain and mouth doesn't always um, connect very well. Well, it isn't the strongest. So I was diagnosed when I was about four years old. Um, When I was five, my mom met with literacy experts. And when... After that meeting, they told her that I was likely never to be able to read and I was destined to be a C student. Hearing this, my mom was like heartbroken and crying for weeks. Um, Weeks, many, when I was younger, love teachers underestimated me. However, because I have such an amazing mom, she pushed me and kept giving me words of encouragement and pushed me to my limits. And I can say that I can read and I am a, um, a average student. So. That's amazing. And it's so great that your mom's able to support you that, in that way. So could you tell us a little bit about some of the day-to-day challenges um, that you experience with apraxia? So um, when I was younger, it definitely was a lot more challenges that I faced. But now, as a high school student, I, I struggle with, like, word recall. And that is, like, it's, like, when some, how I explain it to some, uh, that it's, like, my my grandparents, you know, like old people, they have trouble with coming up with words. words. So that is something I struggle with a day-to-day basis. And then sometimes sounds blurb together, especially if I'm tired or it's late at night. Sometimes like my S's or SH's blurb together. So what is something that you wish that more people knew about apraxia? So my dream for apraxia is to be to it be known just as much as dyslexia is known. But I think when I tell people, oh yeah, it's a neurological disorder, people sometimes underestimate 
oh, the intelligence, thinking, oh, it has something to do with the intelligence. And that's kind of what like the speech experts thought. So I think one thing I would want people to know about proxy is it has nothing to do with your intelligence. Um, and uh, that uh, don't underestimate kids uh, with apraxia. Yeah, that's a really important message, but they aren't necessarily limited in the way that your speech experts thought. Yeah, and like yeah. their ability to not, like they have the ability to learn just as mm-hmm. any kid can. It just hard for them to speak or like share their ideas. Well, and then I was watching the introduction video on your website and in it, you mentioned, you know, going through uh, feeling unheard and alone with your apraxia. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? So when I was younger, no one really understood that I understood that I sounded different because of a speech disorder. So no one could really understand me. And it was hard for me to make friends. And for years, I was I didn't know that um, I was like the only one with apraxia. So it, I couldn't really connect with anyone or know that, oh, it's not, I'm not like the only person who are that has apraxia or going through like a hidden disability. Yeah, that's really true. So you had also mentioned some experiences with bullies. Unfortunately, you know, that's something that we hear about quite a bit. Um, so could you talk a little bit about how that impacted you? And do you have any advice for students who might be going through some bullying right now? So I can remember bullying from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, It wasn't like every single day, but it was a part of my experience growing up. So reflecting back, I I don't really have a grudge on the kids when I was younger, elementary or intermediate school, as I honestly feel like they didn't know what they were doing, right? They didn't understand. However, Middle school is a little bit different story. <laughs> so one experience in middle school, school I was starting my, um, it was the first marking period and there was this kid who I would guess call A, who kept uh, making fun, how I sound, saying like, why do you sound so different? Um, you should go, go back to where you came from or just, really hurtful words words and comments uh, and like no one can understand trying to push me down and I and I didn't tell the teacher or the parent or my mom for a while as I thought I could handle it and I've handled other cases says but also I kind of felt like it was common I was like I expected people at that point when I, I expected someone making comments like that but eventually it just came too much and one day I came home and I told my mom I'm about to um punch this kid if he makes one more comment I wouldn't really punch but I was very angry and hurt Uh, and my mom immediately reached out to the principal to the teacher and the next day the teacher put me aside and said we, uh, he was going to fix this. And so 
that was really impactful um, experience as I realized that I don't, des- I don't deserve to be, to expect that people will make mean comments. I expect human respect, uh, decency. And uh, so from then on, I, when people, when I get mean comments which I didn't get many many but bullying is banned that I just told the teacher teacher and unfortunately the next year I lost a friend that I thought I had had so but yeah so always so always expect always we always demand to get human decency respect the some that's great advice I really love that and again I'm sorry you went through that but I think that's such a good message to share with people that you know you don't deserve that and you should reach out well uh switching gears here a little bit could you tell us about Young Able Voices so Young Able Voices is a nonprofit organization got the paper filled out earlier this summer So it's a peer-to-peer support group for kids and teens with hidden disabilities to connect with one another um, via Zoom or online to know that they aren't alone and that their future is bright. That's great because it sounds like community is so important um, to helping (laughs) people know that they're not alone. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about why you decided to create Young Able Voices? It sounds like your own experience really shaped a lot of that. Yes. So I would try to do the short version of sure. <laughs> as it's quite an interesting um, story. So in uh, right before the pandemic, I was in eighth grade and my speech teacher told me that I graduated speech. And for me, for the longest time, I that was something I was wishing and hoping for, but it was this huge fantasy of mine that I would, once I was done speech, I would like, I wanted a big giant cake, (laughs) cake, I wanted a banner, I wanted a whole celebration and be done with it. But apraxia is the gift that keeps on giving and you can never fully get rid of apraxia. So during my sophomore year, I realized that I needed to go back to speech due to like word recall. I've been was really struggling with that, and um, one and having that frustration, like or like that realization. Oh, because I always thought if I worked hard enough on something, I would overcome it. But with apraxia, as much as I work hard. And it won't ever go away. So that was a small, a realization, a big realization for me. And uh, so I wanted to talk to people about it. And I thought I would find a, find like a support group because my mom was a part of many support groups on Facebook. Unfortunately, I couldn't, I didn't find any. And um, I was like, and I still had that frustration. I even tried, my school offered this literacy magazine 
thing, thing, and I wrote about my praxia and submitted it. Unfortunately, it didn't get published, but <laughs> but it was a really good way to get my anger and go out. But so this is the funny part of it. So I was going near the end of my sophomore year. Yeah, I was going on a um my first date. <laughs> And I realized that I could not say my date's name. It had two R's in it, <laughs> my nemesis. And so I called up my speech teacher and we practiced it for 10 minutes and it went good, good. So as I thank you, my mom sent her the piece I wrote about my plaxia. So like three hours later, I get an email from a teacher from my school wanting to have lunch with me. At first, I was like, oh, gosh, what happened? <laughs> but apparently, my speech teacher sent it to her colleague, and her colleague sent it to her um, to the parents she worked with, and one of them was a teacher at my school. So she just had a – her daughter just got diagnosed with childhood practice of speech, and she wanted to know what her future would be like. And that's what really changed it all for me. After that conversation, I came home, I told my mom about it. And I told her, like, why isn't there a support group or like group of people to connect, like kids, teens? And then she gave me like one of her looks. And that ultimately when I decided to like try to start something, start a community. That's awesome. Filling a need that you saw. That's awesome. <laughs> so could you talk to us a little bit more about why it's so important to have this community of support? I think, you know, you touched on it a little earlier when you said it can feel like you're alone a lot of the time. Could you tell us a little bit about the benefits of having a community of people that understand you? So um, it's having that community definitely helps you not feel alone. Known. Um, knowing that there are others who are in the same boat or as you or was in the same boat who could offer some pieces of advice. And it helps you really not feel like a outcast. Cast. Uh, sometimes I know when I was younger, I, even now, sometimes I feel like an outcast. But with that community, I don't, I can be myself but I don't need to work as hard like with my practice I can just relax so, and it's really the community gives love hope hope for the future love energy and a love understanding and it's just a place where people can really be the truth authentic self but and not feel the pressure of like trying to fit in or be perfect. As we all know that we're all struggling with something and we have that understanding. Well, and just a little bit more about the group too. Um, is it just people with apraxia? And what age groups are typically um, in Young Evil Voices? So I have a bunch of age groups. So I have from like eight to like 12 year olds. Oh, around that range. And then I have like high schoolers, slash like middle schoolers, um, schoolers. Um, 
there's I there's so there's weekly chats. No, it's not just for um people for kids or teens with dyspraxia. It's for anyone with any hidden disability, dyslexia or asthma, speech disorders, stuttering, playing all sorts. That's awesome. So how can those um, who are interested, how can they start to join in? Is there, do they just go to your website? Yeah, so um, they can go to www.youngablevoices.com. And on my website, as soon as you see, it tells you what Young Able Voices is. And then on the side, there are weekly chats. And once, and when you go in, you will see like the chat of the week. And for the date and time, there's a link where you hit and there's going to be a calendar and you can just click on the date of that weekly chat and sign up. You can also reach out to me on my email at Alina at Young Able Voices or through social media as Young Able Voices has Instagram and Facebook. That's great. We'll make sure to include that in the uh, show notes so people can uh, find it easily. And then, Alina, I just have one last question for you. And what are your plans for the future? Ah, so um, the recent future will be I am planning a hidden disability summit at my school in mid-October. Um and planning to do stuff with Young Able Voices as the third week of October is Invisible Disability Awareness Week. Week. And then my further futures is going to college. <laughs> so, yeah. Fantastic. Do you know what you want to study, what you're going to do? Um, I'm thinking about maybe doing a double major in business and psychology. But my really, my goal in life or in like my future career is just to really help people the best I can. Absolutely. And it sounds like you're already doing that with Young Evil Voices. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or mention that maybe I didn't ask a question about? Um, just want to leave off one little thing. Yeah. So we're definitely with, my apraxia, I never felt normal, <laughs> normal. However, normal definitely doesn't get you to where you will be in the future. So converging your own path, path, it's scary and scary, yeah, but it definitely, it would get you farther in life than trying to be like, try to fit in with everyone else. And it's scary, but I will, would encourage people to try to be their best self, be their authentic self. So. That's a great note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lena, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you so much for creating Young Able Spaces so people can have a spot to feel safe and uh, connect with others. Thank you. And thank you both so much for inviting me. It was great talking with you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the LDA podcast. To learn more about LDA and to get valuable resources and support, visit ldaamerica.org.